0: I don't know if you wanted a high five hug I yeah, know David's real affectionate, I know man like what 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 to follow you know It's like for all you Joey's and Sheilas in the room uh is there any anybody named Joey in here out of curiosity? were you offended if you are? <laughs> Uh, no, man, so I'm Joshua Johns. I am from Lexington Road Church of God. For those of you who don't know me, for those of you who do know me, guess what? I'm Joshua Johns still, and I'm still from the Lexington Road Church of God. <laughs> Absolutely, my man right here. Uh, for Christmas, I got a bell with my name on it, just in case I forget who I am. Uh, and then, you know, so. But no, I'm excited to be here tonight, and I'm excited to, to share with you what, what God has, has placed in my heart. Uh, and so I didn't actually get word till after the fact that I was supposed to do a message on, on, on being called. So we're going with the uh, the 95 Thesis is actually what my message is about. So I'm sorry. Uh, this is going to be boring. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. No. <laughs> it's okay. Y'all can laugh. Like, make me laugh, brother. My jokes are funny. Okay? <laughs> there we See? There we go. Thank you. Thank you. Mad- Maddie, where you at, Maddie? Uh, this is my niece is with us tonight. So, uh Yeah. <laughs> She will not laugh at my jokes because she thinks I'm corny because uh, she knows me better than all y'all. Uh, I am, I'm going to just kind of get a couple things out of the way. Number one, I'm thankful for Bishop Lyons, one of my closest friends that, uh, that pours wisdom in my life on the regular now. Uh, I'm thankful that he opened up his house for us. Other friends and everybody in the house, I'm thankful for you all as well, but I don't get the opportunity very often to be in service with my brother and my sister-in-law. Uh, we're usually doing, doing our thing on a, on a weeknight, and so, so I'm excited, I mean, to just get to have her set the, uh, set the stage for, for the Word of God, not, not set the stage for me because I ain't nobody. Uh, ben, I'm just, I'm just somebody that the Lord chose in this moment to pour out of. I know my place. Uh, I'm just dirt that he molded into something useful, and so, so I know my lane. I'm going to stay in it, uh, but I'm, I'm thankful to be in service with my brother and my sister-in-law and my nephews, but then I also don't get the opportunity very often to not only be in service with my brother and my sister-in-law, but my parents are here tonight as well. Uh, they, wanted, if they, they figured if this thing was going to crash and burn, they wanted to watch it happen. Uh, so they want to see how big the flames were. Because when we go down, we go in a blaze of glory. So no, I am, but I am thankful to, to be here. And honestly, the, the Lord put a word in my heart before I, I knew that this was about the call, uh, which I kind of had an assumption, but you know, it's, I just went with what, uh, what I had, uh, what I had in my heart, like what the Lord just deposited in me. And so, so that's what I'm going to pour out. Y'all cool with that? Four of you guys, all right, I guess I'm going to head on out, all right. I'm just going to pour out what the Lord has poured into me in this moment. Y'all okay with that? All right, y'all okay if I just flow? All right. I, t- I told you I'm unashamedly Pentecostal, and I don't mean like I just won't get wild and just have good church service. No, I want to see a, a moving and a sweeping of the, of the Holy Spirit across a room that would, that would not just change you to where you'll just, you know, cut a rug and a little shout, shundi, shoot a mosquito up in here, but no, that whenever you walk out those doors, you affect the people around you. It's not about just affecting a generation, it's not. It's we spend a lot of time in these moments, my friend. We spend a lot of time in these moments right here, to where it's we we talk about your generation. Like we got we got to touch your generation. We we've got we got to grab on to this generation. But I'm telling you what, some of you all have mothers and fathers who are dying and going to hell. Some of you all have some aunts and uncles who are who are, who are lost, uh, a lost ball in high weeds, who are on their way to a devil's hell, and 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 we're worried about this generation. Yes, I don't care about no woke culture. I don't care about none of that. I'm gonna preach Jesus Christ and Him crucified. I'm gonna preach Him risen from the risen from the grave. That He would He said I will go and prepare a place for you. Uh, I mean I, I'm going to preach the word of the Lord to every generation, and I declare right now that you will speak the word of the Lord to every generation. Whenever you walk into a room, after this night I, I'm going to put so much so much pressure on myself to tell you, this night Whenever with what the Lord is going to pour out of me that whenever you walk into your homes you don't need to go to the thermostat on the wall to change the temperature of the room it's going to change when you walk in you're going to be a temperature changer to where whenever you walk in, the hell trembles. Whenever you walk in, devils just say, I got to go. I got to move on up out of here because I can't compete with that. That's what we're going to walk out of here with tonight. Y'all ready? Man, I hope, I hope the rest of this is as good as that opening. I just filter a little comedy in. I'm working on a stand-up show. Uh, you know, <laughs> we're going to charge ticket prices the next time. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Uh, I'm going to hold an offering plate out the door. <laughs> let's pray. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we come before your throne. God, we thank you for your goodness and your mercy. God, we thank you for the grace that you have, you have allowed us to have to come into this place and, and, to, and to just simply be in your presence. You're not asking anything from us except our worship. You're not requiring anything more of us than just simply ourselves. You don't care about how much money's in our pocket. You just wanted us to show up to just simply be. You don't care what what the fit looks like. you don't care what, what, what brand the shoes are. You just wanted us to show up and just be in your presence. For you're always with us, but we knew that you would crown this place with your holy and precious anointing tonight. We honor you, we give you all of the glory. Lord, I pray that you would anoint my mind, that anoint my lips of clay, that I would just simply pour out what you have poured into me, nothing more and nothing less. That I would step out of the way and step into the shadow of the cross. That those in this room would not hear anything that I have to say. That I wouldn't riddle anything with my opinions, but I would just simply speak the word of the Lord. So, Lord, I surrender myself fully and humbly before you right now. Pour out of me in the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. So, I want to talk to you tonight about the anointing. See, before Dee Dee sent me a text, she's like, oh, yeah, uh, this is going to be about the call. So, make sure you do something with that. I'm like, ah, that's handy. So I'm going to talk to you tonight about the anointing. The anointing is an interesting thing because, because see, we look at the anointing and, and, and we understand that it's the anointing for some reason, it just changes situations. Whenever you walk into something with the anointing on your life, things just simply begin to change. But see, what we have done is we, we step back and we look at ministers of the gospel, we, we look, at, we look at, at men and men and women of God. We, we look at, at people who've been in this thing for 50 years. We, we look at all of these people and, and we, we immediately discount ourselves to say, I can never be like that. See so we look at an anointing that is on somebody's life, and, and my friend, what we begin to do is we begin to tell ourselves that I, I mean, how could I ever attain that? I mean, you think of whatever, you know, whatever man of, or woman of God that you, you've been around in your entire life. Like, I mean, I could, I could tell you there's, there's some guys, I won't mention some names, that none of you all will have any idea who, he, who they are in this room except my dad. But, you know, I've got some girdly richies that I remember from, from going through life that there was anointing that the man carried that, that as a child I would look at it, I would be like, I, I could never do that. You know, there's a Holbert Reed. I remember Hobert Reed. Hobart Reed was a tall man. And I mean, and he had a kind of a booming voice. But, and whenever he spoke, I mean, he just commanded the authority of the room. But it, and it, but it wasn't anything to do with him. It was all about the anointing that was on his life. Men who understood that if they would step out of the way of the cross and just stand in the shadow that they would be able to accomplish more for the kingdom in the shadows than they ever would in the limelight. Yeah. See, we boil the anointing down to where it is is—it is, it is, it is this place that the, the person who stands behind here, you carry the anointing. Man, don't I look real holy right now. I carry the anointing. I come to you in the name of the Lord. I mean, it, but we boil it down to this spot because that's what we visualize. It's we we place it. You know, they're anointed, man. That was a good word. They're anointed. But because you don't feel that there's a calling on your life to preach, how could I ever be that anointed? See, because we have reduced it down. We have reduced the anointing down to a specific place, or we have reduced it down to where it is only those who you know. It's for the Stephen Furtick's of the world that. Oh man, it's a man. Stephen Furtick is so anointed. I could never be like that I mean that's the truth I've heard some of, some, some of you all in this room I've heard say it I have said it until the Lord changed my perception of it the way a man perceives the thing the anointing isn't just for the T.D. Jakes of the world let's go church of God it's, the anointing ain't just for Tim Hill the anointing ain't just for Tony Cooper the, uh, I'm sorry, Bishop Tony Cooper and Dr. Hill. Let me give them the respect that they deserve. The anointing isn't just for whatever pastor you have of your church. The anointing isn't just for the person who stands behind the podium. The anointing is for the one who is willing to go out into all the world and make disciples. The anointing is for the one who is willing to walk out those doors, feeling that I- I'm not a preacher. I'm, I'm not one who'll stand up there. How could I ever lead them to Jesus? The anointing that covers your life is what will lead them to Jesus. Because they'll see that you are who you say you are. You follow after what you say you follow after. Your yes is yes and your no is no. It is time that we raise up a generation who's willing to walk out. See, we got some generations before us, they wishy-washy. Alright, they, they, they cool with your face, but whenever you turn your back, they got something to say. It is time that we Begin to stand up and call right, right, and wrong, wrong. We begin to call black, black, and white, white. Stop fooling around with this mess and begin to stand. Jesus. It's viewed in our eyes as I could never do that. We discount ourselves before we. Y'all cool if I just preach a little while? All right. I ain't gonna get all cheesy with like. Let me. Who, who raised your hands? I ain't doing all that. I'm just gonna preach. Y'all cool. We cool. We cool. Everybody on the same page. You get tired? Go home. <laughs> uh, I preach by myself. I do it all the time. I preached this message twice at home. Guess who was around? Nobody. Uh, so, wasn't that good then? I guess either. So, <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding, man. I got the Holy Ghost whenever I preached it. I got saved three times. <laughs> like I said, I'm gonna be by the back door with that offering bucket. Okay. We discount ourselves before we ever approach the throne. We stand and we'll say, that we'll, watch, we'll listen to whatever podcast of whatever, whatever minister that it may be. And we'll listen to just all those nuggets that they drop. Oh man, like that's some good stuff. Like I'm going to write that down. Like they're dropping nuggets that we want to take notes on. And we think that they carry an anointing that we could never have. Because, well, they got viewers. They got listeners. Who's listening to me? The people around you are listening to you. The anointing is the same. Your understanding of it is the most important thing to understand that whenever, whenever you walk into a room, you command the room. That's what the anointing does. You want, you want catchy sayings and catchphrases? Listen to all your podcasts. You, you want to change the temperature of a room? You understand that, that you'd never say again for the rest of your life that I could never have that before you approach the throne and you ask for it. We think it just happens. So I, I'm going to tell I'll be honest with you, I love T.D. Jakes. I do. Man, get ready, get ready, get ready. Like, I mean, I, I work on my T.D. Jakes impersonation when I'm by myself in a bedroom. I do. I love T.D. Jakes. He's He's deep, and he makes me think. And I'll use this analogy that there is an anointing that T.D. Jakes walks with that I I don't fully comprehend, and it's not because I can't achieve that same anointing. I just haven't paid the price in the prayer closet to receive it. My vessel is being filled, but my vessel ain't full. Jesus. If we are going to change a world, because... Listen, I'm just going to get straight up with you all. This seat looks more cushy than that one back there. I'm just going to be straight up with you all. We say things like even so, Lord Jesus, come quickly. Oh, I just want him to return, saints. <laughs> I mean, it's for real. Like we've been around some we've been around some seasoned saints. We don't call them old people, y'all. They're seasoned, okay? You know, some of them just bitter. I'm just kidding, I'm just kidding, I'm just kidding. I'll be at the back door with the bucket. (laughs) We've been around some season that I mean, we just hear them say that even so, Lord Jesus, just come quickly. And I'm going to tell you, with everything in me right now, the vast majority of them don't even mean it. If he came right now, hmm. Would he say, well done, my good and faithful servant? Whenever those words come out of your mouth, even so, Lord Jesus, come quickly. If if he showed up right now, would there be any question of, of, of things that you've thought, things that you've said? Let me tell you, I was in a truck today, had a conversation with a close friend of mine. And after that conversation, I got in the truck and I began to repent. When somebody is willing to pour wisdom into your life, I begin to repent. Like, it put me in check. If Jesus came in that moment, ho, ho, ho I'd have been a little nervous. Even so, Lord Jesus, come quickly. See, see, we mess around with the anointing in such a way that it's this right here. We'll say things like, even so, Lord Jesus, come quickly. Or, or I just believe he's going to return. He's coming soon. He's coming soon. Guess what? I'm here to tell you tonight. Uh, take it as prophecy. He's coming. He's coming. I ain't here to scare you. I'm here to break the truth down for you. He's coming. You know how I know? Because I've read the book. You don't know how I know? Because because I know how this whole thing ends. And guess what? He's coming. He's coming for a spotless bride. He's, he's coming for, for, for a church that is ready for him. That, that whenever our heart says, even so, Lord Jesus, come quickly, we'll say it, look into the sky. That whenever, whenever we, we begin to say those things, that, that Lord, I, I, I believe that you're coming soon. That we'll, we'll do it and we'll look to the sky. But here's what I'm here to tell you tonight is that until he returns, it is your job Oh, and my job. To walk in the anointing and the power of the Lord. You think your voice don't matter? Your voice is getting ready to be louder than everybody around you. You have the ability by what you wear around your neck and what you represent. You represent the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. You think they ain't listening? But they may not be listening. But guess what, brother? They're watching. They're watching how you operate. They're watching how you move. They're watching how you handle the situations that you're in. They're, they're watching everything that you're doing. You think your voice is getting ready to be louder than all of them. It's going to be your job to lead them. It's going to be your job. I'm telling you right now, this is why we're here. Me and you, we ain't worried about all of them, okay? It is your job to share Jesus with them. It's, it may not be a pulpit ministry. The things that you're into and the things that you love, he'll use that to reach them. He'll, he'll use the things that you love to reach a lost and dying world. Your voice is getting ready to be louder. Louder. Than everybody else's. Take it to the bank. We think about the, uh, the, the anointing. And, and we, we count ourselves out. Before we ever give it the opportunity to flow. We think it's beyond us. And that it's out of reach before we ever extend our hand. You are a generation that will reach every generation. You are a multi-generational generation. The anointing that the Lord has for your life will go far beyond you. As long as you're willing to pour. As long as you're willing to, let me hit, hit reverse, as long as you are first willing to receive and then be willing to pour. But you have to first open yourself up to say, Lord, I, I know that you have a calling on my life. I know that you have a calling on my life, but... But they don't hear, Kim, they don't hear me and they don't see me right now. Well, it's because you haven't opened yourself up for the anointing. See, let me slow down real quick. We assume, or we think it's beyond us and it's out of reach before we ever reach. We assume it can only flow in a pastor or an evangelist. It can only be operated in those who do this for a living i, I got to stay with my notes so my ADD stays on track here, okay? But we have one whose life we're able to look at and we're able to, to really break apart and understand that, that there was, for King David, I, lo- I love reading about King David because King David, I mean, he's, he's deep. Whenever you really begin to look at his life, I mean, his life is so multifaceted But multifaceted in a way to where while he may have been king, I can relate and understand him. Because I made some dumb decisions just like King David has made some dumb decisions. I've done some dumb things just like King David at at times did some dumb things. But I've waged war against the enemy just like King David has waged war against the enemy. I understand David. I understand his thought process most of the time. I understand I understand his his life and why he even made some of the decisions that he made but but so we could talk about all kinds of things about King David tonight but but I want to talk about one specific moment. See there was a moment that came in King David's life that that it changed completely the trajectory of his life. It, it, changed, it changed the way, it, it changed the, the, the direction whenever they pulled the arrow back. It would, have, it would have changed the direction of the arrow of David's life. That it was, it was so instrumental in the moment that, 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 that just brought King David to become who he was. And that moment was in 1 Samuel chapter 16. So I'm just going to read for a minute. The Lord said to Samuel, how long will you grieve over Yoshua? How long will you grieve over Saul? Since I have rejected him from being king over Israel. Fill your horn with oil and go. I'll send you to Jesse the Bethlehemite. For I have provided... I want you to catch this. For I have provided for myself a king. Let me hit pause right here. You all need to understand... That there is a calling. Everybody in this room, there is a calling on your life. Everybody in this room, you you have a specific calling in the kingdom. Every one of you are, are are integral and significant to to the expanding of the kingdom. And I mean, I want I want I want I uh, want I want Jesus to have to have to build more houses and be like, oh man, there's more coming. They have really grabbed a hold of this thing. You know, I, I want to I want to see the kingdom just expand in such a way because we grabbed a hold of and understood something. But so you have to understand though that while while you feel this calling on your life in supernatural. Ra- your name is being brought up in conversation. Your name is being brought up. So whenever we look at, at a conversation between, between the Lord and, uh, and, and, and Satan in the book of Job, and he says, have you considered my servant Job? He says, so, so you need to understand that, that Job's name was brought up in conversation and he had no idea. See, your name is being brought up in conversation that you don't know about right now. In heavenly realms and in heavenly ways, they're saying, I've got a job for them. I, I've got a very specific job. Uh, You're Ethan, that's right. In heavenly realms, what's taking place is, I've called Ethan. I've got a job for him. I have a specific place for his voice. That it's going to be louder than anybody else's voice. Your voice is going to be a voice of the nations. Your voice is going to be one that they'll tune in to hear. Your voice is going to be one that will go far beyond what you ever thought that your mouth would ever be able to carry. If you screamed as loud as you can scream, that it will go far far beyond that far beyond everything that you've laid in bed at night and thought about it will go far beyond any of that any expectation that you ever had it's going to go far beyond the Lord has called you and he has anointed you your name is being brought up in places that you don't know nothing about Sister, your name is a topic of conversation in moments that you don't understand. You didn't have nothing to do with it. You didn't call nobody. Nobody called you. But your name is being... Did we find any anointing oil? You got some back here? I'm... We're going to pray for you. Let me get two or two, three people. We're just going to do this the way that I feel the Lord leading me to do this. Bishop, come, come on, come on. Jesus, Jesus. Dee Dee, Maria... E show lara da baia son do ruba kosi tederi be son sando koyetera da ba sandaraba. E show tolo da ba Isan lara da bok. E show de yiku to ro bok. Klas sando ba koya sa tera ba ki. ki. have called you for such a time as this. I have I have placed a calling in your heart. It is time that you open up and receive it. Begin To walk in my glory, if man has nothing to do with what I've got for you, I want you to open up and receive what I have for you. In this season, you will be—you will be a voice. Your place is not to be seated, but your place is a place of worship at my feet. There are things that are taking place in heavenly realms that you don't comprehend or understand. We're just going to take just a moment. Jesus, have your way in this place. I've said to get me out of the way. And so, Lord, you just have your way. Jesus, Jesus. For I have provided for myself a king among them, among his sons. And Samuel said, how can I go if Saul hears that he will kill me? And the Lord said, take a heifer with you and say, I have come to sacrifice to the Lord. And invite Jesse to the sacrifice and I will show you what you shall do. And you shall anoint for me him who I declare you. <sighs> 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 きさん踊りばしと来やたらこさんの話いてれしとるろもこやせんならばらってきよともときさんなれれびやしとこせばたら <laughs> telling y'all, I ain't here to mess around. There are lives that hang in the balance. It is your mothers and your fathers. It's your brothers and your sisters. Hayden Waterbeck, man, I've been, I've had you on my mind oddly all week long, and there you are. This boy posted about some hats, and I couldn't get him off of my mind. (laughs) For you will lead many. You will lead the charge. You will wage war against the enemy. The enemy has no way to win against you, for the army of the Lord is behind you. He said, I've covered you. I've shielded you, for I have called you for such a time as this. I anoint you. To go in my name. Shole Rabakia Sondo Koya Patikia Sondo Bosso. Oh, let it be a Sondo Koya Patekia. Stop messing around with it. You know, Jesus. Guess this ain't your average youth service. You shall anoint for me. Him who I declare you. You shall anoint him who I declare you. Jesus, Jesus. What you were doing, my son, matters. Remove every doubt and every fear. Pursue give up the things that, that that are distracting you and pursue for i have anointed you and i have called you run after me with everything inside of you and see if i will not pour out a blessing on your life which you cannot contain You shall anoint. You shall anoint for, <laughs> you shall anoint for me him who I declare to you. Oh. Cody, you meet me in the middle here, brother. So oh. let Jesus. And you shall anoint for me, whom I declare. I just want everybody in this room just to begin to pray right now in this moment. And if you have a prayer language, begin to pray in that. Jesus, there is a ministry that is inside of you that it is time to be birthed. He says, open up your mind and your heart to me and see if I will not bless a thing that I have placed inside of you. I will pour out my spirit upon it. It will grow bigger than you to where you will only be able to step back and say, look what the Lord hath done. feel the ramon you could turn the back yeah sanda kiss shot Kisanda the back Bokoya Sata it yeah tas to boson the be said it peace in me for you have surrendered but find peace in me Peace is what you seek. And see what I'll do when you find peace. Okay, Lord. Samuel did what the Lord commanded and came to Bethlehem. The elders of the city came to meet him trembling and said, Do you come peaceably? And he said peaceably, I have come to sacrifice to the Lord. Consecrate yourselves and come with me to the sacrifice. And he consecrated Jesse and his sons and invited them to the sacrifice. When they came, he looked on Eliab and thought, Surely the Lord, surely the Lord's anointed is before him. But the Lord said to Samuel, do not look on his appearance or on his height, because I have rejected him, for the Lord sees not as man sees. Man looks on the outward appearance, but the Lord looks on the heart. Sir, I don't know you, but your heart is pure. And you receive the word of the Lord because you are his anointed. For you are his beloved and he is yours. For the Lord sees not as man sees. Man looks on the outward appearance. They look the part. They smell the part. Brothers, they act the part. But they are not his anointed. Because they never came to a place where they were willing to serve and surrender. That's you. It's in you. But you smile through it. Because you don't want to be what the Bible calls Of a peculiar kind But I'm here to tell you That I I know that you love Jesus But he says You're not of this world And so he just wants you to serve And surrender And that anointing Of God will flow Like it did Down Aaron's beard But you have to open your heart to serve and surrender. This ain't about you no more. He, the Bible says that he will give you the desires of your heart. So what, what he's saying is, is stop wanting for all this stuff. Stop wanting to look like everybody else and be who he has called you to be. He has called you, you, to serve. surrender and the anointing will flow over your life and you'll win souls for the kingdom and you won't even realize what's happening because you just let it flow for the Lord sees not as man sees Man looks on the outward appearance. The Lord looks on the heart. We judge a man before he ever walks into the room. I walked into my daughter's room tonight before I came here and said, do I look all right? I felt kind of stupid. I ain't going to (laughs) lie. I felt kind of stupid. But it's because I I don't know I had it in my head like I wanted you to perceive me a way. I repent before you that I am worried about what this looks like to walk into this moment. I'm a jeans and cowboy boots kind of guy. I love me some Aramaxes too So at least I got to show them off I guess But Caleb we're worried about what they see We're worried about how they perceive us And we forget about something so intricately or so, so, so So absolutely important In the scriptures And that is God don't care about your dunks. That jacket, man is, is, man, is nice. God loves it. I'm just kidding. God don't care about it. What he cares about is you. What he cares about is, is what is under the jacket, under the sweatshirt, under the t-shirt that I'm sure is under the sweatshirt. Like you are sweating so hard right now i just process that. That's ADD right there in front of y'all, okay? You all just heard ADD in words. But then you go through the skin, you go through the rib cage, and you get down to the heart of man. That's what he cares about. You can wrap it up in whatever kind of wrapping paper you want. God ain't worried about it. Stop worrying about how they perceive you and start focusing on how he sees you. worrying about how they perceive focus how they see or how he sees that's it you want the anointing on your life when I told you earlier look to your left and look to your right do it again go ahead my friends don't worry about how they see you Yeah, you smiling because, you know, I'm coming to you. (laughs) He got me. Is them golf balls? (laughs) I know, man. It's awkward because it's just me and you in this whole big room. The Lord has a calling on your life that is bigger than everybody over here. You're going to run from it. You're going to try to, but you can't run from it. It's going to chase you down. I'm a hunter, okay? It's going to hunt you down. You're going to run your mouth, and you're going to try and do all the things, but it's still going to get you. You can try act bad. You can try and act cool. You can you can try and do all the things. But you, how old are you? Fourteen. You are in the valley of decision. So you can run. It will still get you. But see, in the process of running, look at me in the eye. Because I, I want you to grab this. Because this is for you. This ain't for nobody else in here. This is for you. Look at me. You can run. But there are things that while you run from it, there are things that your life is going to pick up. There, there is baggage that you are going to bring into it that in this moment right now, you have the ability to avoid. You, my friend, are the one in here who's in the valley of decision. You can surrender at 14 years old and just say, okay, you do your thing, God. Let's just see what it's about. Or you can run, but you're still going to get caught. It's still going to catch up to you. You're still going to do it. See, Jonah still went to Nineveh. But he picked up some baggage in the process. What's your name? Kobe? Kobe? Yeah. At 14 years old, you're in the Valley of Decision. So you thought you was just coming to hang out at a fun youth service. You didn't know that the Lord was going to show up and tell you. It's on you. Pick up the baggage or walk free the anointing that he has for your life, that's on you, for the Lord sees not as man sees, man looks on the outward appearance, but the Lord looks on the heart, then Jesse called Abinadab and made him pass before Samuel, and he said, neither has the Lord chosen this one, Then Jesse made Shema pass by, and he said, neither has the Lord chosen this one. The Lord has not chosen these. Then Samuel said to Jesse, are all of your sons here? (sighs) What we talked about earlier. You holding something back? Or have have you shown me all of it? We about to go somewhere I didn't plan on. All right, let's go. And Jesse made seven of his sons pass before Samuel, and Samuel said to Jesse, "The Lord has not chosen any of these." And Samuel said to Jesse, "Are all your sons here?" And he said, "There remains." See, whenever you are in the in the season of your life that all of you are in right now, you are in the season of. Get rid of my trash here. You're in the season of two cough drops. <laughs> You're in the season of two cough drops. And somebody says, hey. See, you asked me, like, here, you asked me. Say, hey, can I have all your cough drops? Come on, ask me. I didn't hear you. you can, I said, can I have all your cough drops? I well, say saying louder. I was just whispering. <laughs> Maybe. I'm just
1: kidding.
0: I'm just kidding. Hush, Dee This ain't nothing to do with you. You wanted a seven. I got you. want one? It's all for offer, It's all for it. I'm, I'm making a point. I'm making a point. I'll tell you what. Give me two more. Give me two more. All right. I'll take them. I'll take them let's just make this point oh she got the Ricola so oh, you, oh that's alright you can't hide money uh, she got the Ricola I'm just over here rocking these halls you know now I got, Now we got fork off drops alright so I bless your life with the Ricola so it looks like I'm really giving you something see look at you coming through and didn't even know oh, no, you, the Lord gave you a sore throat for a reason tonight I'm telling you <laughs> heal her Lord right now in the name of Jesus amen, amen. So I don't bless your life with a Ricola. So, I mean, I like, I have given you something. Like I said, you can't have money. Okay, this lady over here, she just throwing it out at the gas station. <laughs> <laughs> but I ended up with four cough drops. Did I, did I give you all of them? Mm-hmm. So I kept one. Mm-hmm. right, I'm going to hang on to it for a minute. Jesse held back one son. In order for the king to be anointed, they all had to show up. It wasn't just it wasn't gonna be one of the seven because he got eight. did he just bring seven? I don't know. Maybe because that one's working, he figured seven will be enough. Surely one of these guys is good enough, but apparently they're all no good and and worthless, okay? Because they ain't out working like David, you know what I'm saying? Uh, We could could go down that rabbit trail all day long, but we ain't going to. Uh, I got ADD, y'all. Help me stay track. He got eight sons, but he brings seven to the table. We got pocketfuls of problems, but we only bring most of them to the table. We want handfuls of blessings, but I'm going to keep one hand in my pocket while I praise. Oh, we're praying for that financial blessing. Come on, Lord. Send it my way. But you won't even give an offering. Even tithe. I know I'm talking to youth here. Now, if you will grab hold of the the idea of tithe and offering right now, your life will change forever. Talk to me after service. I'll tell you how. if you want the full blessing, if you want all the blessing, all of you is required. you if you'll come, I'm going to land a plane. Jesse had eight sons. He brings seven to the table. Is it him? No. Is it him? No. Is it him? No. Is it him? No. How many is it? That's four. Okay, yeah. I ain't mathing real good today. Is it him? No, it ain't that fifth one. Is it him? I mean, he looked good and everything, but it ain't him. It ain't him. I mean, look at them muscles. This dude lives like 500 pounds. Absolutely. I eat 500 shrimp. We're built different. It's <laughs> number six. Is it him? No. Number seven. Samuel looking around the house. He don't even see the dog in the house. Everybody gone. The Lord told me that the one who is to be anointed is in this house. Is everybody here? There are some of you in the, under the sound of my voice who are second-guessing your calling, but that's only because you brought seven to the table and he's waiting on the eighth one. I'm saying it's only because you have brought most of you to the table, but, but you just haven't given him what that final thing is. You want to walk in the full anointing of your calling? Surrender everything. Surrender everything. For a cough drop. That's all I got. I don't have anything else. I give it all to you. I mean, it's all yours. It's the only thing I know to do. And he'll take what you give. Your life with it. You got a scratchy throat? You gave it all to him and he just healed you. I know it sounds goofy, but it's it's you, man. I'm gonna to get to it in a minute, but it's you. Me and my cough drop you. <laughs> she got how many cough drops do we have we have three Well, we have four you just got three you got ripped off you got most of it you want all that God has to offer you want everything that God has for your life Landon you want everything that God has for your life you just lay it in his hands you give it all everything You just stand empty before Him. You just let Him have it. Robin, He'll give you more than you ever thought possible when you surrender it all to Him. So if you'll stand. Then the Lord has not chosen these, and Samuel said to Jesse... Are all of your sons here? And he said, "There remains yet the youngest." But behold, he is keeping the sheep. Where, where my man at? That part's for you. That part's for you. I've read that. I had it highlighted, and I didn't understand why. But I'm like, okay, Lord, I'll just highlight it. it looks good in red, I guess. But I "For he's keeping the sheep." See, while there was an anointing on David's life, he was just doing what needed to be done. Before when David was ever a king, he was a servant. Before David was ever a king, he was working. Before David was ever a king, he was with the sheep. Before David was ever a king, he had a heart that was willing to do whatever it took to make sure the sheep were okay. That's for you. you got to serve first. And surrender it all. And I'm telling you, a year from now, I'm going to see your face. And you're going to remember this message, but you ain't going to remember my face. And I'm going to see you. And I'm, I, I pray that I'm able to just stand back in the corner and say, look what the Lord has done. Coming to whom much is given, much is required. Begin to serve and surrender. That's for you. I love y'all, man. I'll be honest with you, I haven't even got to my notes. I got 32 points I'm gonna hit real quick. I'm just kidding. But behold, he is, brother, he's keeping the sheep. He's serving. He's doing whatever's gotta got be done, he's willing to do it. He's keeping the sheep. And Samuel said to Jesse, send and get him. Are <laughs> right, you? I need you to come here. He's like, come on, man, leave me alone, man. Yeah, I'm just trying to get the little Caesars after this. I want you to go up and get him in this black sweatshirt. All right, all right. <laughs> I know. For we will not sit down till he comes here. Do you understand? Are right, you just standing right there. All right, you can go back. You're good. You're good, man. You, hey, hey, man, look, look at this. The way this guy just served. I mean, can we give him a hand clap? Come on. Look at that. Your voice is going to be louder. It's going to be louder. So he says, send and get We ain't going to sit down until he gets here. Do you understand, sweetheart, do you understand that whenever the queen would walk in the room, nobody, I'm glad you're sitting down. <laughs> so I'm not picking, you, picking on your ear, Okay. Whenever the queen will walk in the room, nobody would be sitting. When, when the king of England, what's his name? You look like you know. <laughs> Charles, King Charles. When King Charles walks in the room, ain't nobody sitting down. It is a moment of respect and honor. And so you got a shepherd boy Who has no idea that his name's been brought up in conversation. Your name's been brought up in conversation. It's you. It's you. Your name's been brought up in conversation, but you had no idea. Because you've been been working in the shadows. You seem like the kind of guy that you're not really, you're not worried about being in front. Am I right? Am I wrong? You tell me if I'm way off base, you just tell me. Like you, you're not worried about being in the limelight of everything. It's not that you don't want it, it's just that you ain't worried about it. It's you. He's keeping his sheep, and Samuel said to Jesse, send and get him, for we will not sit down till he comes here. He sent and brought him, and now he was ruddy and had beautiful eyes. That's my man back here. Look at them eyes. Open them up real wide. Let everybody see them. Look at that. Look at that. Do you see those pupils? Golly, man. Ladies, they're going to be locked up on Cypher. Arise and anoint him. This is he. The scripture of Esther is just. Is this season of my life has just been, been so prevalent. Like it just keeps coming up. And, and in preparing for this, like, I mean, you know, it's, we're talking about the anointing. You know, it's like, hey, you know, for I have called you for such a time as this. I and mean, that sounds real good. Like I just really wrote flows in it. but But it's actually for you. It's for you. For he has called you for such a time as this. It is time that you begin to speak and to begin to declare what the Lord has put inside of you. There is something inside of you that that the that the Lord wants poured out and it's for all of those around you. And what will begin to happen? He says as my, my cup would overflow that the, the from the overflow of what comes out of you will begin to affect all of those around you. And when a cup spills, it just runs. You have the voice. You have the anointing. Then Samuel took the horn of oil and anointed him in the midst of his brothers. And the Spirit of the Lord rushed upon David. From that day forward, Samuel rose up and went to Ramah. So we're going to start this thing out. Y'all okay? I mean, it's 916. Y'all cool? Y'all cool. I figured y'all's cool. We're going to start this thing out to where the first part of this is I just want, I just want you to come down and just begin to just call upon the name of the Lord. And take the your coming down here doesn't, doesn't set your calling in stone. What it is is that it is you stepping out of your seat is an act of submission. It's not that this place has any any specific significance other than it's just a floor. But your act of submission in this moment is what He requires of you. The calling is there. But you have to choose to walk in the anointing. David had to choose to listen to whoever it was that went and got him and come into the house of Jesse, the house of his dad. Because, brother, there's sheep out there. And if I leave the sheep, then who's going to do it? So David had to make the decision to go to the house. But when it showed up in the house, the trajectory of his life changed forever. That thousands of years later, we would still talk about it. That thousands of years later, we would still begin to tell the story of how David slew Goliath. But do you understand before, before there was ever a David and Goliath moment there was a moment of submission and surrender. See, before he was ever the hero of the story, he was the one who had to walk in the house and, have, and be anointed. But before he was ever, uh, before he was ever anointed, he had, to, he had to show that he was willing to do whatever it took in the field. So I'm here to tell you tonight that you coming down here Is a sign of surrender of coming into the house and allowing the anointing of the Lord to flow over your life. So as she sings, I'm not gonna force you. I may have come and gotten you all all service long and pointed you out, but I just did what the Lord told me to do. But in this moment, I'm not coming to get you, I'm not gonna call you out. I'm not even going to tell you what your calling is. I'm going to ask you to surrender. I'm going to ask you to surrender and let the anointing begin to flow over your life. And just begin to walk in the glory of the Lord. Jesus.